welcome back to the T's and C's of Life podcast with Tanya and Claire. <laughs> that was a new one. I need to, I, what, <laughs> do you know what I've been thinking about doing is actually just recording the beginning part oh. so that we can just go straight into the conversation. So okay. we've got like a little jingle and all that at that, the beginning. Do you know what, that's probably a good idea. A lot of them I've been listening to, you can tell do that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it does work and it's, I suppose it saves us doing this. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, that works for me. Oh dear. So we're on episode 16. Number 16. And we are one listener away from 1,000. Yeah. So you're really fucking lucky that you never got that thousand <laughs> listener before this recording, because yeah. otherwise I'd have made you film this. <laughs> you can't see the so, fear on my face. Well, I'll have to do it next week. Yeah, next next time. I need you to prepare for it. Okay. I don't know why, because it's the same. You just want to talk yourself out of doing it. I should have just done it today. No, it's too Surprise! late. <laughs> no. Um, Oh, I don't know what freaks me out so much about it. Are you it. just all in your head about it? Because you don't, you don't do that. No. You're not alive. You're not a, no. a video girl. So it is kind of putting yourself no. out there. So, And it's not live, is it? It's just recorded. Well, it could be recorded. It could be live. We could do like a Facebook live on our, on our page. Or we could do a live broadcast, which you can do from the, from the um, podcast website. Or we could just film it. Maybe let's just film it. Okay. <laughs> I am not editing a video. Right? I can video. I can edit video. Uh, I can audio. edit videos. You can edit videos right. That can be well, your job. Maybe. It's, I need editing at moments. So that's why I think I worry about going live as well. I, there is generally there's something I go. Take it out. Take it out. Take it out. Because my mouth runs away with me and it's it's bad at moments. To be so. fair, we don't take out a lot. No, there's not a lot. Well, we're not, we're, um, what do we class ourselves as? Not scripted. No, we're so not. So sometimes, not scripted. sometimes the F-bombs just get a bit too much. Yes. And, I think I um, might have dropped a C-bomb as well. I have to. It's bad. Well, bad. That must have, that must have come out because I don't remember. No, I think it's definitely come out because I would have gone, take it out. <laughs> take it out. My dad might listen. I'm a lady. <laughs> so not. <laughs> so no. in this episode, we wanted to talk about, um... Woman's safety is yeah about Sarah Sarah Everard yeah it's been a big week hasn't yeah it? It has and it's been, a been big week. around a lot and everyone is talking about it and I think that it affects us all mm-hmm. you know, and it affects me and you it affects people that are listening whether you're male or female mm-hmm. it's it's really scary and really scary what happened to her that she was walking home I know no well it's something that we all have done and we've all felt that fear Mm -hmm. at some point and to see that it does happen Mm -hmm. that's quite scary for me I want I mean yes we'll never know but how did that conversation did she go to him for help did he approach her you just you know Mm. by the sounds of it he wasn't working at the time um no so he probably what I assume he wasn't in uniform, but that's not to say he might have dressed up in uniform yeah. to make himself appear more approachable to appear, appear safe. Which is really God, scary. imagine the fear, the terror. I mean, that just yeah, you you you, you can you can never begin to imagine that. And I hate to think like I hate to think of people in fear. I hate mm. to think of people being frightened or scared or in pain. Yeah, and uh, like to think somebody's gone to somebody who they think they can trust. 
Yeah. Or be done. And then... And then just feel completely... Yeah. Betrayed. And it isn't... And it's... She was doing all the right stuff. Like, she mm. was walking in places that she could be seen. I know that she then took what they're saying, maybe took a shortcut. But it's... She had her phone with her. Like, you've got all this these safety elements mm-hmm. that you think are making you safe. But, yeah, it still happens. And it's like... It does. It makes you really distrustful, mm-hmm. really wary. That. But do you know what I was saying to somebody the other day? It's amazing how quickly we will forget about this. Oh god, yeah. Because yeah, at the, even in the week that has been since this story kind of broke, it's I've already felt less stressed mm-hmm. about my future and my place in this yeah. world and how. How how is Freya going to go out and about her life as she gets older? Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to instill fear in her. I don't want to tell her that the world's this distrusting, mm-hmm. horrible, dangerous place. Yeah. Because what kind of life is that going to? But then it's for difficult her? that I know, and it's I don't know whether it's a subconscious thing. I don't think it. I think it is quite actually conscious thing that I am different with Bella than I am with the boys. Mm-hmm. I know it that the boys have been going to the shop. Or walking, or will walk into school on their own, way earlier than I let Bella. Bella yeah. still has never been to the shop on her own because she doesn't want to, or no, she wants to because I let her. Because it just the fear for her, I fear differently than I do for the boys. Which and I know it's ridiculous because it could still it does happen to men, and I know this. Okay. But she's my daughter, and there's a different in my mind. There are more people that would prey on her mm-hmm. as a female. Than would prey on the boys, so yeah, the boys used to take the dog for a walk on their own, mm-hmm. and I'd be fine. Bella, nope, and she wants to. She has said it, and now she walks to school, yeah, on her own, or not to school, but to the bus stop. But it does. It is always in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. Like I, she needs to contact me more than the boys would need to contact me. Okay, because I'm more fearful of someone doing something to her. Mm-hmm. That and it is. Then I worry, like you said, I don't want her to be fearful, and she's not. But we do have the talks about being cautious and being wary yeah. and I have to, I do have to talk to the boys as well on how they present to other people mm-hmm. that we have these talks anyway with them being mixed race boys yeah. that in it all for me it all feeds into the same kind of thing and for the boys to like even when they go out and like behave yourself because you're one of like hardly any so yeah. you will be spotted that but it's <laughs> you're one of hardly any <laughs> it is if I go out and do something with Charlie. I'm gonna it's obviously. But if Charlie goes out and gets himself in trouble, yeah. you can't miss him. Yeah. He's the only mixed race boy in the village with a high top. Yeah. You know it's him. The but it is then also it goes further in being making sure they're respectful when they're out mm-hmm. and making sure that they're not putting girls in a position that they're gonna feel a certain way because mm-hmm. we all have to be doing our part in yeah. different ways. That I think us as females that I know that I can have a fight. <laughs> I, I it's, um, have ed- evidence of that. <laughs> so When was your last fight? Could you still it, fight? I could still fight. Yeah. <laughs> never oh, been yeah. in a fight. I know I've still got a temper that if I ever needed to, but it's at the same time, it's, you would worry that when you're in that situation, whether even if you've got fight training or boxing trainer or anything like that mm. that can you use that in a situation when someone's attacking you yeah how because, safe are you yeah does somebody gonna pull out a knife or has somebody got a gun like yeah. you just don't know do you no it's how like 
how much can we protect ourselves? So if we are learning to protect ourselves and men are learning how to be respectful mm-hmm. and to be aware of those situations, then everyone's doing the work mm-hmm. in a way. But it's yeah, it still doesn't stop that cautiousness. See, we let Freya start going to the shop by herself. She's nine. She's allowed to go to the shop by herself, and she has been okay. since her birthday in December. Do you but, not worry when she goes? Nah, because she's she's got her wits about her. She's just but see, but that's not my worry. That she's I would more cautious her. of other people than right. Aiden is. She's probably more streetwise than mm. what Aiden is. Yeah, um, she would challenge somebody that looked at her. She would challenge, like right. she would question, not necessarily go up and say, "Oh, what the fuck are you looking at?" Like she wouldn't do that. <laughs> Which like, oh mum, there was this person that I seen this car or you know, she would tell me something like that and she's aware of it. Yeah. She's paid attention to that class in school. (laughs) Well done, Freya. See, and it is, and it's I I wish that I could be less It makes me worry because I'm aware that I'm very lax. Like I'm a very Mm. free parent. Yeah, you wanna do it, off you go. Yeah. You know, you know the rights and wrongs. Yeah. And I sometimes forget that there are negative forces at play in the world. Mm. And it's not, you know, you could be the strongest or <clears throat> the most witty or the most, I don't know, vivacious person in the group. But you mm. could be the one that yeah. gets siphoned away. You know, it's that yeah. that white van and the puppies and the sweeties. Like, are you, you know that that's wrong. Yeah. But if that was a woman, like, and we've asked before, we've said, oh, if um, if Sam offers, like, say Sam stops and says, oh, mm. do you want to lift home? Or, or if it's Craig or if it's Kaz, like, if you know it's somebody, yeah. would you get in the car and go home? And with the men, <clears throat> but this is more so with Freya, but with the men, she'd be like, no, I wouldn't, unless you told me that they were coming to get me. Right. But if it was you or Joe or Kaz or yeah. somebody... Yeah. then yes they probably would mm. um, so does that make does it make it okay does it make it then if a woman comes up like what, yeah, yeah. what if, women and, are used in these situations yeah I know been these examples. I don't think I think you're right I think it's that you can't shield them away because mm-hmm. we can't lock them up yeah. and that's what it comes down to is that they have to be going out in the world like I said Boo is walking to school Yeah, she's in Maidstone every day she yeah. is with her friends but there will be times that she could be on her own that, and I know that she is streetwise enough. It's it is the fear of other people mm-hmm. and the fear of if someone did want to do something, would am I putting her in more risk in certain situations when I can go to the shop or mm. the boys can go to the shop? Yeah. That, but it's going to happen, and at some point, and it worries me with the boy, like with all of them going out one day. Mm-hmm. Like Callum's sixteen. I at sixteen, God forbid. Like mm-hmm. I was out a lot. I was very drunk a lot. I'm very sorry, Dad. But I was in situations that I shouldn't have been in yeah. that could have ended in a lot worse situations, really. And thinking now of my kids being out and especially drunk in the states that I was in mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's scary. I know. The I don't know how I'm alive at moments. <laughs> <laughs> You know, have I made it this far? Uh, I know. <clears throat> I worry sometimes for my my younger self how mm. naive I was, yeah. how oblivious I thought I was mm. to the world around me and the situations that I put myself in, the company of men that I put myself mm. in, and just thinking that 
my saying no or my saying mm. that I'm going home is enough. Yeah. I mean, I've never, I, I, I don't know how, but mm. I've never been in a physical situation where I felt threatened. I felt, mm, I don't know if that's entirely true, where I felt scared, but I felt very, very vulnerable. I felt mm. very aware that I'm drunk. Yeah. If I tell anybody what's happened, they'll not believe me. Mm. My voice isn't being heard. Yeah. Um, and I, it's not that I haven't felt safe. It's that I haven't, that I felt taken advantage of. Right. Okay. Um, I think there's words that you could throw around, and I don't like the particular word, mm. but to be a woman alone when you're pissed, mm-hmm. you can see how some women just mm. wouldn't report what happened to them. Yeah. yeah. And that's, it's, I think that there's so many like statistics on how many, when it comes down to things like rape, how many are actually prosecuted and the, the shit that women go through when those situations yeah, do know. happen and that you're not being believed or bringing up other sexual encounters and things like that. And you just think... Would you report it then? Like, yeah. It's, it I puts know. people in a situation where they would feel like, well, am I going to report this? Am I going to do anything about this? Or am I just going to live with this shit mm-hmm. for the rest of my life? Because I don't want it dragged up in any other way. And it's So not only have you been screwed over by some dirty rapist, mm-hmm. then no one believes you, you can't get it prosecuted. And then I think some of the sentences anyway for people that have been um, convicted is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That you think you've left people with absolute scars for the rest of their life yeah. in what you're doing five years. Like, really, I think the new that new crime bill that's coming out, I think the minimum term for rape is like five years, but yet you damage a statue and it's ten years. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck off. I know. Come on. That's, that's a whole other spill that I could it's go into right, anyway. But... It is. I think perspective has gained, has given me a lot more clarity on experiences that I have put myself into or have found myself in because of mm-hmm. an inebriated state. And maybe not at the time realising what was happening to me or what had mm-hmm. happened to me until my life experience had taught me that actually what had happened wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, had I said something, maybe they wouldn't have done it again or maybe mm-hmm. somebody else wouldn't have done it again um, but there's also a lot of shame around yeah. putting yourself in a vulnerable situation as a woman because if you're drunk then are they going to blame you on being drunk mm-hmm. are they going to blame you on being promiscuous are they going to blame you on for being alone and just vulnerable yeah or, that pisses me off mm-hmm. that pisses me off that the judgement goes back on the woman yeah I know that I should be able to get pissed and fall in a gutter yeah. and not have someone take advantage. Yeah. It's just, that's my right. Yeah, I know. I'm allowed to get pissed and take <laughs> the gutter. Leave me the fuck alone. And it is, and it's... Like, I remember going out when I was young and getting proper, like, drunk and wandering around and blokes being like, yeah, 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 and getting all leery. And I I am a leery person. Mm. I'm leery when I'm drunk. So I'd be like, oh, fuck off and whatever else. And nothing has ever come from it. Mm-hmm. But how many women have something come yeah. from the and that's the thing and it's not every man and I get that and I had a lot of male friends when I was growing up that would never do something like that and never take advantage but it's still it does happen mm-hmm. a lot and a lot more than what 
we're aware of. I think yeah. there's so many at the moment. I know that it's Sarah that is the main focal point, but there's so many cases out there that we are not aware of properly that are mm-hmm. not being talked about where this has happened to women. And there's so many women that are missing or been murdered. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think it was David Lammy. I think I shared it on the part page, but just said something, it was something like one in every three days, a woman is either murdered or attacked. Mm-hmm. Every three days. Yeah. And that includes like domestic violence and everything else. But yeah. every three days. I know. That is fucking ridiculous. I know. That why? How? How is that? Who is doing this? And I that's know. not saying that all of those were by men, but that's still, even he said a lot of them are were by men. And that's only the ones that have been reported. Mm-hmm. So there could be, or there will be a lot more. Mm-hmm. And you think, how do we then move forward without that fear and without that worry that... I don't know. I know that now, if I went out now and got pissed with my mates, I know what I'm like. When we went out for Sally's hen, mm-hmm. I was absolutely battered. Yeah. <laughs> it was very, very drunk. And I walked off. Mm-hmm. I do it I do it a lot. I will wander off. And I did wander off and you two, you and Sally couldn't find me. Yeah. I could have got myself into any state. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I found some lovely gay men that just talk shit to me for 10 minutes while mm-hmm. we found you. But do you know what? Uh, if I tell you, if I'm completely honest, when we lost you, I was worried. No. I was proper worried. And it was only minutes we lost mm. it, not even five. No. And no. it wasn't like we were in a maze. Like, we knew you could only be either one, two, three, or four different places, yep. possibly, even if that. Yep. But the fear that swept through mm. me, oh my God, where has she gone? <laughs> where is she? Who? Somebody no. could have taken her. Has she been bundled no. in? I think maybe I watched too much Homeland. <laughs> Has she been bundled into the back of a van with a with a with a, a bag over her, her head? head. <laughs> You'd hear me, but but would you? Well, no. Well, but, but if then if somebody who's to say like say, you know, when I before I met Trevor and I was I was young, free and single, and I would go out and I'd meet guys, and who's to say that that person's safe? Yeah. Oh yeah. But I don't want to live a life where I think somebody's not safe. Mm. But how do you protect yourself from? Who's somebody who you may have spent an evening with, has charmed you, has, you know, you've had a lovely conversation with, maybe Mm -hmm. you've danced together, you've drank together. Who's to say that that person, even just in relationships in general, people can change. And you can't protect yourself against that. But I think you just have to be more self-aware. I mean, I guess you can't protect yourself from somebody who's going to seriously want to harm you. But knowing what's best things that you can do in that yeah. situation you know when you're alone i think we're talking about more about walking alone when you're home yeah uh, walking home when you're alone sorry yeah yeah and what to do i mean when i've read posts about you know calling your friend and just asking them to chat for five minutes mm-hmm. or crossing the street or being aware of yeah. cars that pass like do men do they feel like that are I they at times because it's not all men are that stereotypically masculine. Yeah. The, and like, I know Callum went, this was a couple of months ago, um, he walked a girl home mm-hmm. and then he was walking back and I was like, I will come and get you because I didn't want him walking back. It was late. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm fine. Like, I'm 15. I'm a man. Yeah. The, but I was like, but it could still happen. And by the time I'd left my house to go and get him anyway, mm-hmm. he was sort of, he's quicker than me getting into my car apparently so and he was fine but he didn't have that fear in his head at all mm-hmm. like he was just like I'm just like it's a not even a 10 minute walk I'm mm-hmm. gonna be fine and whereas 
even in my brain, but he's my son. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I'm probably, yeah. and it was late. That, But I don't know. I think that there will be times that men will think that, but I do think it is more of a female thing. Mm-hmm. I do think that we are more, and it's annoying because I hate going towards a stereotype and that women are weaker because I don't think we always are. Yeah. But we do tend to be the prey yeah. more often than we would be the predators. Yeah. But someone said to me the other day, um, and it did annoy me, that, well, I've had loads of women like trying to grab my balls and shit like when I'm out. And you think, mm-hmm. loads, really? Or, and it does happen. I'm not saying that mm-hmm. women don't get overexcited and stupid. But if you put it on paper next to each other, mm-hmm. that would happen a lot more to women yeah. like it's just it is just what it is it's i watched a video the other day of this asian girl and she's just she's a streamer like a blogger and she's just filming and i think within the space of 10 minutes two men one came put his hand around and grabbed their boob mm-hmm. and the other grabbed their ass and you think why mm-hmm. you're just filming why do you feel you've got the right to do yeah. that in broad daylight mm-hmm and look affronted when she turns around and goes, what the fuck? I seen that video and I remember watching it thinking, fuck me, that's totally staged. That how, how can somebody be so brazen in the daylight? That's got to be staged. I don't think it but was. But they were also racially attacking her as well, yes, weren't they? Yes, there was racially attacking yeah. her as well. There was a lot in that. That girl was going through a lot. But I think that there are certain people that don't see how wrong things are and mm-hmm. don't see that... It's not flirting. Mm-hmm. Like grabbing my boob yeah. is not flirting. You're taking the, like, come mm-hmm. on. And it's, that's wrong. That my children, I've raised my boys to know mm-hmm. you don't go and grab someone unless they answer. I showed them, um, one of the girls at work did a talk on sexual activity and it showed a couple of videos in there and it talks about there's a video that's on YouTube and it's the T video. So it's talking about consent, but mm-hmm. instead of, Sex, they talk about it as tea. So you wouldn't give someone a cup of tea if they said no. Okay. And if you've asked someone if they want a cup of tea, but they don't say yes or no, mm-hmm. then you still don't give them a cup of tea because they haven't said yes. And it went on like that. And so I made the boys watch it. And they were like, I don't want to watch your stupid video. I was like, you either watch it on your own or I'm going to sit and watch it yeah. with you. And they were like, all right, watch it on my own. And they were like, yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because consent is something that gets skirted over. And it's, it's just, it's so simple. Mm-hmm. If someone does not say yes... Don't do it. Yeah. It's that, it's... Step away. Yeah, It's as good as saying no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is that an invitation to do more? Yeah. It's, but it is that there's a programme on Netflix, I can't remember the name of it, but it's about a school in America and the American football team, I think there's American football, and there's a group of the lads that have, like, they call it training, is it training or choo-chooing or something like that? And basically they all, they're gang rape a girl and apparently it's happened more than a few times but this one time they've done it they've filmed bits and sent pictures to other boys in the school and stuff Jesus. and what was really bad is not only have they done that and they weren't that worried about it then you had other boys that had received it just laughing and going oh look at her like that look at her in that position and the oh girl is God. sparko she's that drunk she's out cold and they are proper they proper take advantage of her and there was one boy in the video that they or in the thing that they showed that said that's disgusting that's wrong mm-hmm. like what they've done is rape mm-hmm. and they're like no it's not rape she went with him on the, of her own accord blah 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 and he was like no I will never talk to that boy again he needs to go to prison for that yeah 
one boy out of maybe ten of them. Oh, that's and really, you think, I feel really weird. But it's, it was watching it, like Sam was watching it, and I hate watching things like that because it does, it just froze mm-hmm. my brain. But to see how normal mm-hmm. that was to so many of them that she was drunk, she didn't say no, so we were... She came back with us of her own accord, mm-hmm. so we can now do whatever we want. Yeah. And that, I know I've been in positions with blokes where yeah. I'm in a state that they could probably have done what mm-hmm. they wanted and I wouldn't have put up a fight because I'm pissed. Mm-hmm. But luckily, the people that I were with were safe. Mm-hmm. But not everyone is, and we do have to be mindful of that, mm-hmm. that we have to be careful. But I don't know how... Do you know, when I used to work at the pub up the road, um, and like on a Friday or a Saturday night, I used to finish late, like sometimes two, three o'clock in the morning, even if it wasn't that late, but mm. um, just bef- after everybody else had gone home. Yep. And um, I remember I used to walk home in the middle of the road because the streetlights, this is before they used to turn them off at midnight, yep. and there would still be an occasional streetlight on. So I Come used on. to walk down in the middle of the road. I never had my hood up and I never had music on. Mm. I used to listen and I used to watch for the shadows out the corner of my eyes no. just in case somebody came. Yep. And was, when I got close enough to home, I would just run. Okay. Cause I was, and I'm in a fucking village and I was yep. frightened of being followed mm. because, you know, you get all sorts of lady dicks yeah. up at the pub when they're... Yeah fill a drink and yeah but it is see but you have those ingrained things in you that you're doing (laughs) run all the way home (laughs) you can't see me me. i even have moments like when i let the dogs out at night and i will let them out and shut the door so Mm -hmm. i'll let them out and then they're not safe but i am safe (laughs) just in case someone's in my garden it's gonna kill me yeah your garden is a funny shape though isn't it It's so, and it does bother me. I've, but I think I've always done that mm-hmm. just because it's dark and you can't see people. And if someone wanted to come and get me, but I do, but then I'm fearful of the dark places. Yeah. I am um, where I grew up, I mean, I grew up on a farm, but mm. I had horses. And during the winter months, it would be, I'd stable them during the night time. And I'd always go out and check them at 10 o'clock before I came and came, went to bed. And mm. I'd be fine going out there because I could, uh, the security light would would turn right, on, yeah. But on the way back, once I'd turned all the lights off at the stables and shut the doors, like it just well, because there was one night that Bonnie and I we'd had a sleepover in in the tack room. This was in the summer. This wasn't the winter. Mm. We'd slept in the hay in the in the mm. tack room, and really late. It must have been about midnight or something. We heard this singing, and it was um, like we lived a good mile mile and a half mm. away from the local village. And we heard this singing and it was getting louder and louder. Oh, and I was like, um, what is that? So, because we were in the tack room, I had all my all my tools and yeah. um, <laughs> utensils. All, and all my weapons. and the pitchfork and the... Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like a garden rake and everything. And Bonnie and I were, we were terrified because by the, t- the way my mum and dad's driveway kind of it doesn't even snake it kind of comes down in a big long L shape so Hmm. by the time we realised it was actually coming here and it wasn't sometimes like this because of where the valley is the the, the sound sometimes carries in different ways and we've been listening listening and listening but by the time we realised it was close it was then too late to then we we could have still run to the house but we were so frightened we didn't know how close he was 
And it was just a, it was just one guy, mm. and um, he came up the drive and into like the car park area behind Mum's house, and then into the shed, which was directly oh, through the wall from where we were, which was that technically the garage, but we never mm. kept cars there. It was just like the, the lawnmower park up and yep. all that. And uh, he kind of had a bit of a fumble about it. Was we knew he was drunk. We were quite young. We must have been about I don't know, maybe eleven or twelve or something. Mm. And um, so we knew. Although I'd never really seen somebody drunk, like nobody really behaves in that mm. way from like watching films and stuff. Yeah. We had a fair idea that he was drunk. And uh, we were lying there just absolutely oh, petrified. And uh, this oh. was like one before I had mobile phones and everything. Yep. And um, so he got bored and he wandered off and went back down the drive. And he, went, he was staying at the caravan park across the road. Oh, God. And um, so we went running into the house like, da, 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 da. Oh. There's a man outside. He's like, what do you mean there's a man outside? <laughs> and uh, oh, it, was, God. Uh, it was really, really like what he was going to... He was a drunken man. Like, we don't know who the guy was, but, you know... It was just that feeling of vulnerability. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, it's and that feeling, though, is awful. Oh, it's horrible. Yes. It's, it really is. Because I've, I've felt, I felt that vulnerable feeling at other times in my life as mm. well. And it's just... It's horrible. Yeah. And you don't want to draw attention to yourself by running. No. You want to just appear chill and collected. Yeah. And, you know, you've got all the things. You know, you've got your phone and you've got your keys. Mm-hmm. And you're holding your bag that little bit closer. Yeah. And you're looking around you and you're thinking, right, and it's always at night. It's never in the daytime. The daytime, the sunlight seems to give you this feeling of protection, doesn't it? It's like nothing can happen to me in the daytime because, well, everybody can see me. But as soon as darkness falls. it's Yeah, but you are more because it's, there's dark corners and things. And it's, I've used to obviously work abroad when I was a club 1930 rep. And it was, we would wander around in the middle of the night on our own, drunk, sober, didn't matter. We were, we were that confident in ourselves and it would, you'd be sort of cautious. You'd have a look around of like, oh no, no one there. But then it's, it never crossed my mind often that something could happen. But I do remember doing my training in Turkey before I'd gone over to Coz and we'd all been out and I think I was still very hungover. And I was like, I don't want to stay out mm-hmm. anymore. I want to go back. And it was late, but not late, late. And I remember saying goodbye to him and going, look, I'm just going back to the room. I'm just going to go and sleep. And I remember walking back and I can see it now because I love Bodrum. And so you've got like the coast bit, the bay, whatever it is, where all the bars are. Mm-hmm. And then to get to our apartment, you had to go up this small road that sort of fed down into it. And I remember I turned into the road and I got maybe 100 metres up mm-hmm. might not have been that far I don't know how big a metre is probably <laughs> wasn't far in and there was these two blokes that then started that came out of a different alleyway into it and they were like oh you're right and started oh. talking and it just you know when it's I, that I acknowledgement as well they yeah. know that you're alone yeah and it was mm-hmm. and I, they were like where are you going and I was like um and you know when my brain was like go back it's like oh just going back to meet my mates and I sort of turned and walked mm-hmm. back and they followed me for a bit and I could feel myself get faster and faster and faster oh. and faster and then sort of got to the end and was luckily I was then on Bar Street so it's busy and just went back to the bar and they were all like why are you back? You were out and I was like I didn't think they'd see all men you know when it did it proper shit me up because mm-hmm. I was like if I'd been further on that I wouldn't have been able to get back as quickly mm-hmm. it, I would have been in a worse situation and I don't know that they would have done anything but it felt really the air felt wrong I felt like I'd put myself in a position but next night still I would have still done the same thing Mm -hmm. it didn't change Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. which 
it's pretty stupid, but I think I was, yeah, I was 20 mm-hmm. and cocky and thought that I was invincible for the most part. So even when something happened, it was like, yeah, oh, that was a one-off. Mm-hmm. We'll move on. But, and like I said, I am lucky because of the states that I was in a lot of the time, so much worse could have happened. Mm-hmm. And it's, I now know that more. But again, like I said, if I'm drunk, yeah, I do get, this, changes, it does. It? And that's scary and seeing, like I said, seeing now the kids growing up and that being a possibility. At least we have got mobile phones. I was showing Boo on the on WhatsApp. You can send your live location yeah. and then that tracks you all the way For home. For about 15 minutes, doesn't yeah. it? Which is really, yeah, that's really, really handy. And I was showing it to her the other day because it's those little things mm-hmm. that could be the difference in mm-hmm. keeping you safe. That, But it's just annoying that you even have to be thinking about no, it. That it's even... You should just be free to wander the earth as you feel pleased, yep. as you feel fit. Um, I had a life-changing experience in Thailand. I think I've told you about it before. Um, and it was in broad daylight. So I was uh, on my way home yeah. from my round-the-world trip. And um, we were we'd decided to go to Thailand for two weeks on the mm-hmm. way home as a holiday. Yep. So this is me and my ex-boyfriend Paul and our, our friend Gary. He'd, mm. He was in Australia with us and came back out, came back home with us. Yeah. And um, we had a hotel stay booked in Bangkok. And on our second or third day, we'd, uh, we'd built up a bit of rapport with the tuk-tuk drivers that were yeah. outside the hotel. Have I told you the story before? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'll tell the listeners who haven't yes. heard it before. Tell me because um, I have So to these get tuk-tuk anyway. drivers, so tuk-tuks are these little buggies that mm. they're like little taxis in, in Thailand and other, a lot of um, Asian countries. Mm. And um, we had taken, we'd gone into town and we'd come back to the hotel using a different tuk-tuk because they'd given us their number as well. They wanted us to phone them when we wanted to use a yep. tuk-tuk or whatever. But for whatever reason, we had used somebody else and we'd come back and we were chatting away to the guys. I was complete. This, this is why I say it's like a life-changing experience. That I was so unaware of mm. any of this. No. I was so oblivious because I was so naive. I was only, uh, I think I was 21 at the, at the time. Hmm. And um, so they, uh, the group, there was about four or five of the tuk-tuk drivers and they were literally like, like, right outside our, our hotel. And they had, one of them had siphoned me away from, from Paul and Gary. And Paul and Gary were standing talking to the group, but this other guy had put his arm around me and he'd mm. taken me away and taken me off towards another tuk-tuk because they were trying, mm. trying to get us to go out and, on another trip or something like that. Yeah. And I'd walk a good stretch up the pavement with this other guy and I was about to get in the tuk-tuk and Paul and Gary were like Claire like totally bollocking me in the street and I was like what the fuck and turned around like come here come here we're not going anywhere and and the guy was like no no come on come in the tuk-tuk and I was like oh no let me just go and see um, what my boyfriend wants Um, so as soon as they kind of caught up with me they ushered me away and we went straight into the hotel and they were they said that they had seen uh, one of the other tuk-tuk drivers kind of put his, his finger mm-hmm. to his throat, across his throat, as he was walking away with me. And, um, I mean, you hear about people mm-hmm. going missing. And I don't yeah. like to paint a bad pit- picture of any particular place. And it was no, mm-hmm. it, you know, Thailand yeah. wasn't, am- I had the most amazing time yeah. in Thailand. And it didn't ruin my holiday at all. But it really, yeah. I, I was, 
the whole three of us, we were so shaken up. We never left the hotel for the rest of the day. Mm. We were so terrified by what nearly happened. Like it was yeah. just moments away from getting me in that tuk-tuk and, and dashing yeah. me off. I mean, I probably could have jumped out because they're not like cars. Yeah, you're not but strapped it's still, it's... But to think that I was vulnerable enough to be yeah. taken away from my little herd. Yeah. He'd broken me free. Yeah. And it, well, who and knows? How, But how much does that happen and this is that I was talking to someone today about like traveling abroad and I love that you've done it and I did it in a I felt a more secure way mm. because it was with a company and they had put me up and everything else yeah. but I would love the kids to go traveling there's so much of the world to yeah, see I know. but I would equally be terrified yeah. because people do go missing and people do I know it does happen and it's as a girl again you're on your own and vulnerable mm-hmm that it's just I think what with all of this it just scares me that Mm -hmm. sometimes you can sort of put things in the back of your mind and go no everything's fine the world is an okay place Mm -hmm. we're we're pretty safe we live in the western world and blah 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 but actually it's not there is still stuff to be fearful of you don't want to catch yourself out and be like fucking hell I wish I'd pay more attention I wish I had listened to myself I wish I hadn't been so and Mm -hmm. that's one of my things like you know, I send Freya off to the shop. You know, mm. am I waiting for the day that I'm like, oh, yeah, I really shouldn't have done that. Like, and even just saying it out loud is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I shouldn't be doing it. No, but then... I shouldn't it, be thinking then, like... But at some point, they have to go out into the world. Yeah, so. I know. And she is learning a lot from it. And it's only the shop. It's just around the corner. Yeah. It's different, you know, letting her go off and... And we know. do live in a village. So I do think that brings another sense of security yes, that is different than, say... um like living in London but again I grew up in South East London mm-hmm. and we were out I remember going to meet my mates in the park at like 10 o'clock at night climbing over the fence on my own walking through the park to find my mates and yeah. not once thinking actually someone could be in here and I've been I think flashed four or five times really yeah like by different men I just seemed to have like me and Melissa <laughs> seemed to just have this face that men wanted to just whip it out for like often and I remember it was like the first time I think we laughed and then it was like it was a bit like why and mm-hmm. I remember that alleyways there was a bloke in a car that was proper having a wank like it was awful and he's like looking at us that oh my god and we did have to report it and you think but that still didn't stop us mm-hmm. from wandering around and it's we need to learn from these things yeah, because we do. actually it does happen. And we were lucky that with those flashes, it was just a flashing. It was just, they weren't wanted to just whip it out. But if we were together, I think on all of the occasions mm-hmm. that, but if we were on our own, could that have been a different thing? Yeah. Like, I remember the alleyway where most of them had happened that if we was on our own walking down the alleyway, which often we were because mm-hmm. we were going to meet our mates. And mm-hmm. we just felt like I'm going to meet my mate that, what else can happen and it it's just the fact that it does happen that we have to be wary but then again it pisses me off that I've got to be wary when I'm just going for a walk or like just doing what I need to be doing Mm. why the fuck can people not just control themselves but it's do you know what a couple of years ago um I was in Morocco and um it was in Marrakesh in Morocco. Mm. We stayed, Bonnie and I stayed in the Medina and it was 
a proper like it wasn't a package holiday or anything like that we just booked an airbnb and booked the flights and the transfers and whatever it was all very much how i like to travel just like really free and easy and just as i as i want it to be Hmm. but my god within a couple of hours of being in marrakesh bonnie and i were like oh my god there's no way i would come here by myself Mm. no way we felt so intimidated okay um and it's a very there's there's a very male presence mm. in and I, I think it's yeah. part of their culture part of their religion for the woman to be indoors mm. to not be so seen you know if you do yeah. see them they're out shopping buying food or they're cooking in their doorways mm. or whatever um, so it's the men who and the young mm. young fit men who could chase you yeah. they could <laughs> Hunt you down, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it was a really, it was a really liberating experience because you know, well, we survived it. But it yeah. was at the time there was a lot of a lot of examples of mm. our t- three nights that we were there. Two nights, I think we were only there for two nights. Mm. Um, there was a lot of times that we felt absolutely mm. terrified. We'd have to go and hide in bars or we'd have to go and hide in shops because we thought people were following us. Mm. And, you know, being two white women... I mean, where we stayed in the Medina, it's a very tourist um, central in Marrakesh Mm. anyway. Um, So we weren't the only white faces there. But it's... You know, we're very obviously on holiday there. So we're on holiday, we've got money, um, we've got... possibly like expensive devices on us like cameras and whatever and you know we're target for I mean we never had any any situation where anybody could have approached us well there was a couple where oh there was one guy and he followed us for a little while because we had we'd um, rejected his offer to come into his bar he was one of those um, yeah I I can't remember what they're called now I never know what they're called pins in the back yeah and um, yeah he followed us for quite a while and that was really intimidating and Mm. it got dark quite early there as well we were there in November so kind of we're in the light and the timeline that that they they still got quite dark quite early Mm. and uh, so we were walking around in the darkness quite a lot and the the little the little travel the the road corridors throughout Medina Mm. they're tiny I mean they can literally get a tuk-tuk down them and that is about it you you know some of them they couldn't even get their cars down there they're so small Mm. and they're just you know behind the doors there's whole avenues of of, mm. of homes and, and other little roads so if you get lost yep. then you really do yeah, get lost heard that. and on our last day I um I said to Bonnie like we had we'd gone into we'd gone into the kind of the market area mm. and we had a few hours before we had to come back and get ready for our flight or our transfer to the airport and um I'd said to Bonnie, so well, come on here, let's just take a tuk-tuk back because we've got money left over. Let's just spend mm. it on a tuk-tuk and have a little bit of a tour around. Well, anyway, the, the tuk-tuk driver didn't know where he was going and he got us fucking lost. Mm. And then all these young guys, oh, God, I wish I could remember their names. They've mm. got a name for these, they have for got these a guys. Name. I can't think what it is. And um, they were trying to direct the guy and they were all speaking... Um, a completely different language yep. to us. We couldn't understand what they were saying. Mm. And uh, we were like, are they directing them to some fucking, mm. some place where they traffic women? Are they going to mm. direct us to a pit where they're going to murder us? Oh, like, but they all, some of them seemed really friendly, but they, they've got a gruffness to their tone mm. when they talk that, um, and you know, they'd snatch my phone out of my hand and have a look at my map, and I'm like, oh my god, give me my phone back! It's oh got god. my, it's got my um, travel Everything. documents in it. Oh man, it was just yeah. And from that experience, we did learn to be a 
to just be a bit less spontaneous, especially on your last day. Because, uh, yeah. you know, we were cutting it fine to get back to yes. our... Um, yeah. Where were we? The Riyadh. We were staying in a Riyadh and mm. uh, we were cutting it fine to get back there to get back to the to the airport. And it's just, it's mm. that feeling of, of, yeah. of just being very vulnerable. Yeah. It just wasn't very pleasant. But we were exhilarated by it because, of course, yeah. well, we survived it. We were fine. You know, nothing bad actually happened to us. Mm. But it could have. It could yeah. have. Due to our naivety, you know, we could have had... I think this is the thing, and I think it's it is. But You've got to learn from it. Yeah, you do have to learn from it. You have to be aware, and I think we do. We all have to be male and female doing our part to make yeah. it easier yeah. um, for everyone to just be existing in the world. And yeah. I think it's not dismissing it. And I think there's been a fair old amount of dismissing. And again, it's there's a. I was really shocked when I saw this, but there's the hashtag not all men. So again, the All Lives Matter crew yeah. are out, and you're like, we know it's not all men. I know. You don't have to tell us that, but there are still men doing it, yeah. and it's like it's things like that that worry me. That if people won't just accept that there's a problem, let us name that problem mm. and let's do something about that problem. Mm-hmm. How do you get past that? Because then, if you're saying not all men, what are you then teaching your sons? I or know, and that's teaching it. Saying you, to your friends, it's it then becomes a problem that you almost see as unfixable. Because well, yeah. if they think like that, then they're going to teach their kids that that's okay to yeah. think like that. But it's also possible for people to change. Yes, people can. Whether it's happened to them personally, whether it's happened to some to them close, mm-hmm. that they then see the error of their judgment, and they can change an aspect yeah. of how they think. And that yep. is what you have to, I guess, live in hope yep. of, is that people are capable of change. And, yep. that, you know, I change my mind on things. Mm. And I have done over the course of my life. Like, I've changed my mind on loads of different things. And yeah. I still continue to do so. And I think, I mean, when it comes to big to big matters, like with racism and, and women's rights and things like that, and I think there's not a great deal that can change in terms of what you believe in. But if what you believe in is wrong, yep. <laughs> then that... It should be fluid. You should be able to change that. Yeah, and people need to realise that there are certain things that may be an opinion and then yeah. there are certain things that are fact. Yeah. So your opinion is not a fact. Mm-hmm. That that someone said it to me only last night when discussing um or arguing on Facebook, we're all allowed we're all entitled to our opinion. But if your opinion is racist, yeah. then no, you're not entitled to that. Yeah. Actually, that fuck off because that's racist. Mm-hmm. That and that's but they couldn't see that mm-hmm. because they're so blinded to it but if people could learn that more that actually your opinion is sometimes it needs to change that is not a fact and if we're not even open to hearing about other people's experience and if someone mm-hmm. is telling you that this is how something does affect them negatively mm-hmm. then we should be going okay, what can we do? Mm-hmm. How can we help with that? Mm-hmm. And I don't know that everyone is. And that's No, I know. And you, it's like, where does it stem from in the first place? How can that hatred or that resentment be mm. so deep-rooted in mm. their existence that they're not even willing to hear how it causes pain to somebody else? Yeah. But yet they take enjoyment out of that hatred. But again, I think it's when you... Like, we talked about white privilege before, and I think that there is a male... misogyny that um that boys are raised to be men yeah and men are all powerful and can do what we want in the world and Mm -hmm. 
if you've been brought up with that and you've never been given the other sides of that mm-hmm. and seen that actually, no, women are not there to just be your fodder. They're not there just when you want to use them yeah. and you are the most powerful being in the world, then you're, it's going to be harder for you to even try and embrace that mm-hmm. because, well, I've never been taught that. No one ever says that. And that's how it is. And maybe even my mother w- went along with that. So actually, no, my mum was fine with that. My dad yeah. was the one that did this and my mum was fine with that. That what else are you going to think if people if you're learning these and that's why I think education is so important from a very young age because in people's homes they might not be getting that Mm -hmm. so we have a duty as educators in different ways to be letting people know actually no this is how the world needs to work Mm -hmm. and this will make the world a better place and it's not saying that I was watching Trevor Noah talking to someone um, the other day this black lady and she was just talking about chivalry and saying that chivalry is great but you should do it for everyone yeah. That you don't open the door for me because I'm a woman. Open the door yeah. for him because he's a man as well. We open the door for people because yeah. we're human beings and it's a nice gesture. Mm-hmm. That it's having that as a whole, not just going, oh, I need to protect her yeah. because she's a woman. She's precious. She's yeah. delicate. She's, because actually, she's a weaker person. Yeah. Mm. I'm delicate like a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> delicate like a bomb. It's me. <laughs> Handle me carefully. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just totally blown the, uh, my thought process out of the water there. <laughs> something Sorry. I was going to add to that. But I completely yeah. forgotten about it now. Uh, oh, it's coming back, it's coming back, it's coming back. Yes, yeah, so as a duty as educators to to teach our children, but also to have conversations so that mm. they can understand. Because yeah. it's the conversation, I think, where, for me, where the understanding comes from, when you can discuss the... Yeah. And it's not to say, well, I agree with that. It's, well, yeah. what about this? It's like playing yes. devil's advocate. You know, if I were in that situation, how would yeah. I feel? Or how might it make me feel? Yeah. yeah, And definitely. Uh, I love having that kind of... Like debate, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it I think debating debate. club is a great thing for kids it to is, join. It is, because they want to talk about things and kids will yeah. say things that you don't necessarily, like you wouldn't say because mm-hmm. we're so taught that we only say what we should say. Yeah. And kids will say it and they yeah. need they want someone to have that conversation. Yeah. And it's it may be something that, like Charlie says stuff sometimes, I'm like, you, I, I, I don't know where to go with this. <laughs> I, I don't. But we'll have that conversation. <laughs> Because it's obviously on his mind, so let's have yeah. this conversation. It's yeah. not a bad thing because now they know, okay, well, maybe you're right, yeah, okay, I'm thinking that, but maybe that's wrong or maybe I'm right with that mm-hmm. and that's okay for that person. And it's also remembering that we are all individuals. Yeah. Every single one of us is an individual and we will want to be treated differently mm-hmm. to that person, that we can't look at everything always as this big group, That mm-hmm. but... but because something that might be okay for me mm-hmm. might not be okay for you. So it's having that conversation with yeah. people and letting them know your boundaries, but we have a set of also unseen boundaries that we should be living with yeah. anyway. That just... I think learning listening skills is really key yeah. to having those conversations as well. As You know, you can have the conversations till you're blue in the face, but until yeah. you actually learn to listen mm-hmm. and to, to hear what the other person is yeah. saying and... You know, it doesn't always have to be the gospel truth. It doesn't need to be the truth, yeah. but you just need to hear it yeah. and to understand why they yeah. might think that way and to ask inviting questions, learn yeah. more about it. Um, yeah. So we'd love to hear from you guys. Like, what experiences have you had of vulnerability? I mean, I don't know what proportion actually... Oh, I should look at the stats actually to find out how many of our listeners are women and how many are men. Yeah. Um, yeah, that actually would be interesting. And it's But we've shared quite vulnerable experiences of ourselves in yeah, our episode today. And I know that 
obviously this topic can be quite triggering because yeah. I know that we've both said we haven't had experiences that have been or that we've talked about as well that haven't been as traumatic as some listeners mm-hmm. may have had and we are really aware of that and I know from both mine and Claire's experience there may be things in our lives that we don't talk about on mm-hmm. here that may be traumatic for us that so if anyone is um, triggered by this episode or by anything that has happened in their life please reach out to people because mm-hmm. there are lots of really good services that work with people in need and yeah. with when it comes to things like women's rights and abuse and things like that um it's really important that you do speak to someone because it needs to be processed at moments yeah. and you need to feel safe in that. When people say that, speaking to somebody, mm. does that? do you hear that and you hear speak to a friend or do you hear somebody who's impartial? Because I always hear professional. I hear impartial and professional as well yeah. because the idea of speaking to a friend about something that's really vulnerable and so I could be judged yeah. on, that, that, yeah. that, fear, that fear of judge. Like, it's, um, I think we've talked before about having certain friends that we would go to for different things anyway but I think when it's something like this I do think there are people that are paid Mm -hmm. to support you and know exactly what they're doing and that it doesn't always come at a cost Samaritans are absolutely brilliant Mm -hmm. and able to access them so much that it's and sometimes that's the first step and then that might help you open up to a friend that you feel that you could then speak to it's just taking that first step to do it and I think these these things can be really triggering and we can't ever play them down because like we said these things are happening daily to people and and you can't take it lightly either you know we've you know I've joked about surviving this and surviving that but you know Sarah didn't Sarah didn't survive her experience and it's learning that learning from what other has happened to other people and how you can improve your own experience and how you can improve the way that you go about doing things and it certainly made me more aware of things that I could do when I'm alone if ever I am Mm. the things that I should do like I wouldn't have thought to walk in a walk in a place or look for the camera so my face can be seen yes like because if I was just walking down how are they going to identify me so many people could have the same shoes as me like looking up at the camera making that phone call sending that text keeping your voice notes on earth just something and it is because it's it, even if it is just giving that timeline, I know we're running out of time, but something really important that over the last couple of weeks that a woman called Blessing um, was, oh, yeah. has, was found dead on a beach. Um, and it's sort of, they're trying to say that she just sort of went swimming and drowned, but her family have said how ridiculous that would be. It's one o'clock in the morning. Was she going to go to the beach? As far as I know, she wasn't out drinking or anything. So why would you go swimming? But the trail, like camera trail, went cold there was nothing there and you just think and that's not being talked about and how many other women are there like blessing that that has happened to and that people have just gone oh well that's not important we have to again look at what the media who the media wants us to concentrate on and the stories Mm -hmm. that they feel are important and they're all important and though we can't cover them all but this is happening Mm -hmm. and so it is about making sure that we are doing stuff that can protect us and protect others because I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look out. If you hear a shout, if you hear a scuffle, or look out your window. Don't just yeah. be like, oh, it's fucking cats. Oh, it's yeah. just the fucking neighbours. Look out. You yeah. could be that that eyes and ears that yeah. just make all the difference. Yeah. Oh, shudders. Anyway, send yes. us your comments, send us your stories, send us your experiences, yeah. and remain entirely anonymous if you want to. Yeah. Thank you for listening again. And... Um, 
I wonder who's going to be your 1,000th listener. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> Forgot about that one, didn't you? Yeah. Right, we're going to love you and leave you, and we'll speak to you next week. Bye.